Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. Hello, it's so good to be in church today. Already we've experienced the presence of God. We've prayed for people. We believe that miracles are on the way. And I believe there's no better place than right now to be in the presence of God. Wherever you are, God is. I love meeting together as a church, but in this season where we meet together in homes or individuals just looking at their device, I believe that God is there. And as we come to His Word today, I am totally convinced that God has a Word for you today that can help you in your tomorrows, but also help you in your now. We're looking at the subject of how to live upright in an upside-down world. And you will know that wherever you live, the world is not the same as it used to be. Things are not normal as they used to be. But I believe that in this situation and in this season, that God is with us. It even says in Psalms that when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And I'm not suggesting today that we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. We're walking through a valley of turmoil. But I believe that God is with us and He's turning everything out for good. So we're going to jump right into our subject matter right at this moment. And I want you to look at a verse and it's found in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 7. And this is Joshua right on the brink of stepping into a new season of possession and reality for the children of Israel. And I believe for us as a church and as individuals that we're in a season of change and God's leading us into something that is better, that's worthwhile, that's full of productivity and goodness for our life. And this is what Joshua says to the Israelites as they embark on a new season. Only be strong and very courageous. And you might say, in an unsure season, can we be strong and courageous? Of course we can. We're not talking about being insecure. We're talking about, well, the times are uncertain, but our certainty is still in the Lord and in His promise. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the Lord which Moses, my servant, commanded you. And he says this, Do not turn to the right or to the left. And I believe in this season, hey, just watch out for distractions that may look for an easier way, but may not be an easier way. Adhere to the Word of God. Don't be distracted. Don't turn to the left. Don't turn to the right. But keep moving forward. Why? That you may prosper wherever you go. I believe that God is not in distraction. I believe that God is in focus. And that word prosper means act wisely. You see, as we stay true to God, I believe and as we stay true to His Word that we have the ability to prosper or to act wisely in every aspect of our life. Then it goes on to verse 8 and it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate upon it. I believe that word meditate is where you just go over it. 
and you go over it. We hear so many things these days. Some are good, some are bad. Some may be offensive. But he says, what I want you to meditate on is the good. Find the good and meditate on it. Find the Word of God and meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. The more you focus on something, the more you meditate about it, I believe the more prone you are to do it. And this is what Joshua is trying to get the children of Israel to drill down in this season of change where we're transitioning into a new season in God. For he says, then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. I believe that God wants us to prosper in all seasons. He has a plan and a purpose for you in all seasons. The season may be different, but God's plan and purpose for our life remains the same, and that is that you will have good success. Now, listen to this. If there is good success, maybe there's bad success. And you might say, what is bad success? Well, bad success could be that you're getting everything you want, your finance, your job, your accolades, but it could be taking you away from God. It could be taking you away from your family. It could be taking you away from the house of God. And I believe it may be success in a worldly term, but as God is concerned, hey, there is such a thing as good success. And as we meditate upon the Word of God, we will achieve good success within our life. Verse 9 says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage? So there we have it again. So if there's good courage, there must be bad courage. You know, some people have bad courage, and I think in that is where you get involved in things that have nothing to do with you, that we pick on fights that have nothing to do with us, that we get involved in conversations that have got nothing to do with us. So if there is good courage, there must be bad courage. And here he is saying again, have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? that you may possess what God has for you. And he goes on to say, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. What a great introduction to the Word of God. Be strong, be of good courage, because God has good plans. God has good purposes for your life. I want us in the thinking of what we've just read and in the realization of what we've just read, I want to look at generosity. And for Israel to enter into what God had for them, they had to be generous. They couldn't afford to live mean lives or it's all about me. No, it's all about them possessing the purposes of God. And as I look around here today and as I'm talking to you, I guarantee that you've experienced generosity in your life where people have been generous to you. They may have spoken a word that just lifted you. 
that may have given you something, that may have helped you something. And, and the great joy of having that generosity act or that act of generosity come your way. No doubt each one of us on the opposite have experienced greed where each one of us has experienced someone demonstrating greediness to us where they could have encouraged us, but they just took all the glory to themselves. They could have shared that thing with you, but they kept them to themselves. They could have went out of their way, but just a little bit of help, but no, they couldn't afford to be generous. And as we look at the Bible, we see what happens to people that have that spirit of greed, where it just affects their life and affects their generation. One of the aspects of greed I see in the Bible is one of the guys that, you know, it was told when Israel went into battle that you've got to destroy everything. But he saw a garment, he sold gold, and he kept it to himself. And judgment came upon him because of his greedy act. Now, here's the question today that I want to put towards us is as we look at this whole concept of generosity which one do you prefer? Which one are you? So if I'm looking at you online, could I say to you, are you generous? Are you generous? Are you generous? Are you generous? And you know what everybody says? Yes, I am. Isn't it amazing? But how do we gauge if we are generous? How do we know if there's generosity coming out of our lives? Luke 6 and verse 31 reads like this, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I love that scripture. So as I'd have people to do to me, I want to do unto others. So I would love people to be generous to me. So what do I need to do? I need to be generous with people. Generous with people. And as we unfold this subject more and more, I believe it takes great boldness and courage to be a generous person. So when it comes time for generosity, when it comes time to help, when it comes time to pay for a coffee or whatever it might be, do we step back and let others step forward? Or are we the first people to step forward and say, hey, I have a bit extra today, I will pay. Or I've got a little bit of extra time, I will help. So there's one gauge that you can look at today when it comes to generosity. If we want to live upright in an upside down world, are we willing to step forward and be the first person to say, yes, I will be generous. I will step in. I will help. Or do we hang back? And we've looked at optimism over the last few weeks. We've looked at confidence and we've looked at gratitude last week. Today, I just want to pull apart this whole subject of generosity. So let me give you a basic illustration of what generosity is. This is not generosity. You know, this is a symbol of closed hand. This is a symbol of greed. This is a sign of aggression. God wants us to be people that are open-handed. That's a sign of generosity. As I have received, I will give. 
When Jesus died on the cross, he didn't die with a clenched fist of how dare you. No, Jesus died on the cross open-handed. His life generously given to us that we can experience the goodness of God within our lives. I just want to give you a few points that can help you build a generous life. Number one, there's a benefit is generosity will make us inwardly healthy. And if I was to go around here today and say to my friend here, do you want to be inwardly healthy? Of course you'd say, yes, thank you. We, we all do, we want to be healthy. Proverbs 11 and verse 24 reads like this, there is one who scatters, yet increases all the more. There is one who withholds more than what is right. We've all got to hold, withhold something, otherwise we're in need, but some people withhold more than what is right and it leads to poverty. I want to encourage you, it doesn't matter where you are economically, we're speaking about a spirit. We're speaking about an attitude of generosity. Another verse that we can look at is found in 3 John verse 2. And it says this, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. You see, prosperity and generosity is an inward job, not just outward. That's the outward manifestation of a soul that is healthy. Deep within your soul, you develop this spirit of generosity. And it's an inward job that works its way on the outside, that you may prosper in all things as your soul prospers. Your soul is your feelings, your emotions, your thoughts. And as you prosper in there, there becomes a greater expression of prosperity and generosity on the outside. One person said that generosity makes us psychologically healthy. Giving people are less prone to mental sickness or depression. I want to emphasize less prone. The next point I want to look at, that generosity transforms the way you see things. The way you see life, you don't see life half empty, but you see it full. You don't look at a glass and keep on saying, that's half empty. No, it's half full. It's how you look at things. And you've probably heard that so many times, but the truth is there. How do you look at your life? Are you blessed? Has God put things in your life to be a blessing to others? Proverbs 22 and verse 9 reads like this. He who has a generous eye will be blessed, for he gives his bread to the poor, having a generous eye. Are you looking around to be a blessing? It's the eye. Do you see ways that you can be a blessing to others, to help them, to impart what God has placed within your life? And I'm not just speaking about monetary things here. I'm speaking about an attitude that will express itself in what we have within our lives. So maybe we need to start. And I believe a good time to start to be generous 
Why not now? You could be there on the line. Why don't you just share this message with someone? Why don't you begin to think beyond yourself and think, how can I be a blessing? And I think it starts with an attitude. We can be generous with our time. We all have the same amount of hours in a week. And some of us, we're just hanging on to every moment, but we can be generous with our time. We can be generous with our talent. Each one of you has a talent. You can do something. Others can probably do it, but no one can do it like you. You can do something. You can do something. You can do something with a talent. It's not only singing. It's not only preaching. It could be something practical that you can help someone with. So start to be generous. Here it is. With your time, your talent, and then the other one is your treasure. Each one of us has one of those T's within our life that we can start to be generous. I believe when we're talking about our treasure, I believe that as we give of our tithes and our offerings unto God, I don't believe that is the ultimate generosity. I believe giving is what God has said to us. Bring your tithe into the storehouse. Give your tithe, your 10% of what God has blessed you with increase and bring that out. I believe that generosity, hey, is beyond that. That you're willing to be generous with what God's placed in your life to be a blessing to others. My whole reason for mentioning this subject today is we live in an upside down world and what happens when we're living upside down, we begin to hang on. We begin to hang on to our time. We begin to hang on to our talent and our treasures and we begin to think, man, I've I've got to look after myself but I want to suggest to you today, let's begin to see life different. In this season, I just wonder if we've got a bit of a touch of indulgence. May this speak strongly into your world and say, Jesus, am I getting carried away with being overindulgent where it's all all about me? Maybe today we need to think about others and be like Jesus, take up your cross. And he became a blessing to others and many were blessed and he was blessed because he just would not live for his own self, but he is willing to deny and move forward. How can we be a help? The third point is this, that generosity positions us. It positions us. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 13 reads like this. Well, I love this. You'll love this. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. Oh, man, nothing worse than feel like you're the tail. Nothing worse feels like the kind of everything's happening around you, but kind of you're at the end of everything. But God says he will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath if you will heed the commandments of the Lord your God. What does he say to you? Hey, I will position you as the head. What is the head? The head takes the lead. And when we're speaking about generosity, God says, hey, I don't want you to be at the back. He says, I want you to be leading in generosity with your time, your talent and your treasure where you're giving of yourself to others. It positions you. It builds a flow into your life. Live with a generous spirit, this open-handed. Life is more than money. 
Money is good if you are good. Money takes on your attitude. Money does not have a feeling. It takes on your feeling. So whatever you have within your life, let it flow from a spirit of generosity within your life. So how to become generous. I don't feel like being generous. Hey, it's not about feelings. It's about a commitment. It's not about feelings. It's about choices. Generosity is not just a feeling. It's a choice. Practice generosity with your time, with your treasure, with your talent, with your talk. Talk is important. We all talk. If words were food, could people live off your words? Talk. Being generous with our talk. And as we pull this together, I just want to encourage you, come on, let's work on this spirit of generosity, having that attitude of open-handedness. Number two, I want you to practice being kind. Being kind is more than being right. Kindness is so important within our life. If you look at the root word kindness, it means loyalty. And it's amazing if you are loyal to someone or to something, there in that loyalty, there is a drawing to that person, to that situation, to that concept. And I just want to encourage you, practice kindness. I love it when people are kind with their words. I am amazed when people are, you know, are kind with their treasure. I'm amazed when people are generous and kind with their time and with their talk. It makes such a big difference. Number three, be generous when you know there is no way that people can be generous to you in return. I think we should be generous all the time, but don't look for generous acts where you just feel that you can get a return. You know, random selfless kindness. Maybe your kindness could be helping your neighbor mow the lawn. Maybe your kindness could be demonstrated that you're hearing this word today and you want to share it with someone. That is kindness. Come on, let kindness flow out of every aspect of our life. Have the eye of a generous person. Be that generous person. You see, we prosper as our soul prospers. And the power of generosity is that which builds into your soul. Point number four, it's this. Just don't give people leftovers. Give something that costs. It's not giving leftovers. It's not just, I can't have it anymore. You can have it. And I I just think the leftover mentality is not the generosity that God is speaking about. He wants us to give something that cost us. Not on every occasion do we have to give away our whole world. And, and, and I'm not even suggesting that. But if our attitude always is, I'm going to be generous, I'm going to give you a leftover, that, that is okay. I remember once where a, a person bought a washing machine to our church. 
and they wanted to bless someone with a washing machine. And I thought, fantastic, bring it along. So they brought along this big washing machine. And can you believe it? They said, it's a good washing machine. All it needs is a new motor. Is it? What the? Leftover. They didn't want to take it to the dump, so they brought it to me. I remember another time when someone brought us a, a lounge chair to the church and they said, someone could really benefit from this lounge chair. So I went and looked at it and it's, one of the legs was broken off. It was a three-legged armchair. And they said, it's a good armchair. All it needs is another leg. Don't give away leftovers. Always give of what is best, whether it's material things, whether it's finance, whatever it might be. Give according to meeting the need. And I'll pull this together by a story where this woman, she lived in what we called, she was a prostitute. And she used to gain her living by prostitution. And she came into Jesus one time and she had this vase of costly perfume. And I think they've worked it out. It was about a year's wage of perfume in this bottle. And she came because of the generosity she'd experienced in Jesus and saw the goodness that Jesus was pouring out and she was willing to bring that which kind of kept her business going, as it were. And she was willing to pour it out on Jesus. Others said, wow, this perfume could have been sold and the, the money given to the poor. But Jesus said, this woman's generosity will be spoken about in generations to come because she poured out something that cost her. I believe she didn't walk away that day as the poor person. She walked away as a rich person because as she poured out her life and being generous to Jesus, Jesus was able to pour back into her life. I believe that day, the power of God was upon her life. I believe she walked out of that room that day a completely different person because she was willing in the light of what Jesus has done for her to pour out everything she had and being generous with Jesus and it changed her life. Generosity. And just be mindful of this today that every act of generosity, if we do it unto one of the least of these, Jesus says, you do it unto me. You want to be generous with Jesus? Hey, you want to the Lord with your tithes and your offerings in your local church? But I want to tell you beyond that, your every act of generosity, Jesus sees it. And as you do it to them, it's just the same as doing it unto him. Thanks again for joining us. If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at inspirechurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.